0: Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, and um, I'm chilling here in my home office. It's a nice and sunny San Diego day. got my diffuser going, and it's been a really fun day. I just recorded two episodes for the show, and this last one I recorded is the episode where you're about to hear. It, it really blew my mind. I mean... Sometimes when people are on the show, it's like, it's things that I talk about kind of all the time. So it's just, it ends up being a little more conversational where we both are the experts. But this one, I mean, I definitely was not the expert on this show. My, my guest really, it, I learned a lot. I was taking a ton of notes and it, I, I know that if I were taking it, if I was taking a ton of notes, you guys are going to get so much out of it. So I'm really excited about um, being able to share this information. And on a side note, if you hear something on this episode that really resonates with you and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I want to look into doing some home testing. I'm having some symptoms that I think might be related to being in an unhealthy home. Um, but you don't know who you can work with to look into all of this, we'd be happy to work with you. Um, we work with patients locally in San Diego and all over the country through my practice Shine Natural Medicine. So I just want to put that out there before we start the show if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by it. Sometimes, you know, learning about environmental medicine can kind of be like drinking from a fire hose. It's a lot of information and it can get really overwhelming. So if you need support and teasing through it, we're, we're here for you. So shine natural That's where you can find me and, and what we do in our practice. By the way, I'll say if you guys have been listening to the show for a while and you're loving the content, if you could just pause this and take a second and go over to iTunes or your podcast app and write a review, that would be so amazing. I would appreciate it so much. I read every review and, um, the more reviews that I get for this show, the more that people get this information. So it's really not like I just want reviews to look cool, which, you know, I kind of do to be honest, selfishly, but really it's that this information needs to get out there. I want to get this listenership much higher. I really want more people to have this information. So, you know, that would be the first thing you could do for me is write a review. The second thing could be to share this information. So please spread the word. If, if this show resonated, definitely hit the share button and let people know about this information. Um, Because as we talk about in this show, what we do affects everyone. Yes, I know we hear that. Like we do, we're all connected. But truly, when it comes to the health of our home, actually, we do affect our neighbors directly. Um, And you'll hear more in this episode about how that actually plays out. With all that said, let's jump into the show and talk about how you can be a healthy home expert. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a fun expert who is going to really give you some tangible takeaways because it's all about how to have a healthy home. And I'm sure most of you guys listening have a home of some sort. So this will be applied to pretty much every person listening. So we have Caroline, please say your last name for me. Blazowski. Blazowski. She's um, (laughs) nationally recognized as America's Healthy Home Expert. She's an environmental consultant home investigator and media personality, promoting healthier homes throughout the U.S. She's been featured in AARP, Shape Magazine, Sirius XM, House Smarts TV, The Jenny McCarthy Show, Reader's Digest, and hundreds of podcasts, radio, and print interviews. Her job is to test and evaluate homes for toxins and help physicians to improve wellness by removing contaminants from the home. With more than 19 years of experience, she is a council-certified mold remediator and indoor environmentalist investigator with graduate sustainable design education from Boston Architectural College. She's also credentialed through the National Environmental Health Association as a healthy home specialist. Caroline is a board member of various national indoor air quality associations, as well as a founding member and scientific contributor to the uh, National IAQA Public Education Committee. She resides as president of My Healthy Home, a company specializing in indoor air quality products, consultations, and services. Improve wellness and consult with her on testing for contaminants in your home, reducing allergens and chemicals, improve indoor air quality and water quality, mold, and using environmentally friendly building materials, love that, and products. And you can learn more about her at myhealthyhome.info and healthyhomeexpert.com. Love it. Welcome to the show, Caroline. So good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So why why is this something that you're passionate about, anyway?
1: Um. Well, actually, when I
0: not to date myself,
1: of course I. uh, When I was in my 20s, I developed allergies, and you know, I was like everybody, sent to a physician that said, "Well, you know, you take a pill, take a decongestant. That's what you have to do, and you'll get better." And so I kind of have that inquisitive nature kind of like you do. And I get my teeth into something and I want to know, you know, why this is happening. Why do people have allergies? And because of that, my passion grew and I really started uh, focusing on residential homes and, you know, the health of the home and what was going on in homes and what we uncovered was just amazing and continue to uncover to this day, you know, moving forward. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it was a big whole rabbit hole once you went into it, right? I mean, that's right. Little... (laughs) turns you can take. Um, I remember back in naturopathic school, the environmental medicine class was like, I mean, we all had to take our, you know, Valerian and passion flower before because it was very intense. Um just like the rude awakening of, of all of this. But um, you know, now 10 years plus after being in medical school, I feel like I've now gotten a good grasp. So it takes a long time, right? To to, to get everything, it does. you know, um kind of how to be healthy in this world at this point, right? So so let's exactly. talk about it. What, what was, when you first started getting into the homes, what, what did you really start to notice that, that people were dealing with? And I'm sure they didn't even know.
1: Right. So back, you know, originally 20 years ago when I started, you know, mold was a big issue. We, we never realized how uh, toxic it could be and how it could really make us sick. And, you know, back in the day, people would just cover it up on a wall or you'd see it in your shower and maybe you'd spray some bleach on it and you just expected it to go away. But we really didn't realize the health implications that came with it. So mold was, you know, some of the first things that I got into understanding and, and just for your listening audience, I like to explain, you know, what mold does and why it's so um, important to remove it. So it's got, you know, three abilities really. So I like to talk about it. It's got that fuzzy thing you see growing on a piece of fruit or, or on your shower, and that's got a protein and also has what's called a beta glucan. And those things, that the shell of the mold or the contents of the mold contain can really cause inflammation in you know, about 14% of the population, like an allergy reaction and also inflammation in the body. So that's the first thing it does. And then the second thing, if you have toxic mold that we always hear about, the, there's certain molds that actually produce a mycotoxin. And so when these molds get angry, they're very smart. Molds are kind of, you know, they're colonizers. They've been around since the beginning of time and they're kind of fascinating how they operate. But if you actually disturb their colony and they have the ability to produce a mycotoxin, they'll start basically you know, spewing it out into the air, trying to make you sick. They're protecting themselves. So they're very smart. And some of them have this ability. And when they do that, they can spray mycotoxin, which is a neurotoxin around your house, which is another bad thing that we don't want. Wow. And then thirdly, molds also do what I call smoking cigarettes. So when they hang out in your house and they've got the right conditions and they say, oh, we've got some sheetrock over here, which is like chocolate cake, and we've got some water leaks and That's their water source. They like to hang out. And so I say they like to smoke cigarettes. And what they do is they put off a volatile organic compound. So people hear VOC, they associate that with paint, but with molds, they actually produce what's called an MVOC, like Mary VOC. And so they put this out and that's where you get the odor and the smell and all that stuff that, you know, uh, you, you, when you smell a musty odor, that's what you have. So because of those things, they really can wreak a lot of havoc and make you very sick. And that's why we don't want them.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, some people have smell that like, oh, I need some Febreze or I'm going to spray, you know, make the room right. smell better. <laughs> That's right. Does that just make you cringe?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, these things are, you know, biological in nature. They have carcinogenic properties. They are immunosuppressive. So it's really important to get rid of them. And you know, from dealing with a lot of immune disorders and autoimmune problems, we want our immune systems as strong as possible. So mold is one of the things that we really need to look out
0: for and remove yeah. it when we see it. Over the years, I've been able to see what you know, specific factors, obviously, that make people sick and when those specific things are addressed, how much better people get, clearly. And mold is one of those things that if someone lives in a moldy home and they find, figure it out and they get out of the moldy home, it's like a dramatic miracle happens. And it's usually pretty quick. They notice a mm-hmm. huge difference.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is a lot of the times you know, we can't see these things because they're behind our shower walls. Just because of the way that we live, all of this stuff kind of, um, you know, we have water sources that we brought in, toilets and showers and kitchens and refrigerators and whatnot. And all of this does condensate. And when you get these condensation areas in the home, you are going to grow mold. So regardless of who you are, you will have mold, but it's important to stay up on your remodeling and keeping your bathrooms fresh. You know, if your bathroom's over 20 years old, it's time to remodel. So people Mm, really have to take care of that stuff.
0: (laughs) Dang it, you're costing me money, Caroline. <laughs> so how can people prevent, let's say, let's say you have a house without any mold, how can you prevent from, from having it form?
1: Well, one of the biggest things is, like I said, controlling your moisture content. Yeah. And that's one, keeping up on your you know, remodeling and things that need to happen. Houses don't last forever. So just because you buy a house doesn't mean you can just set it and forget it. You need to stay up on your maintenance. That's you know, making sure your roofs aren't leaking, making sure your bathrooms are up to date, your showers, all of that stuff. But most importantly, you want to control relative humidity. And so people say, well, what is that? You know, it's basically the, I call it the moisture content of your house. And that can come from outside conditions, whether, you know, if you get a lot of humid, if you live in the right. South or depending on where you live, you may have more humid conditions than places like Arizona or Nevada or parts of California. So you want to make sure that you're controlling that moisture. And, you know, you want to just go pick up a little hygrometer that tells you temperature and relative humidity, put it in your house. And you want to stay between 30 and 50%. And this is one of the easiest, so simple things you can do to make sure that you're healthy. And moisture, lots of things feed on moisture, right? Bugs feed on moisture. Dust mites feed on moisture. Molds feed on moisture. So if you can just control that, you're going to have a healthier home just by simply
0: doing something so simple. So it's something you can go to like Home Depot and just get a hydrometer? Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: Yep, you get a hygrometer, put it in; it'll tell you the percentage of relative humidity in the home. Mm-hmm. If you're between thirty and fifty percent, you're good. You can go lower; you know, lower is not as bad. Only it'll dry out your nasal passages and kind of, you know, make you more prone to viruses. So you want to stay between that thirty and fifty percent range.
0: What but, if um, someone lives like in a really humid area and it's higher than that? I mean, can they do anything? That's right.
1: So you have to then you have to use a dehumidifier, and you have gotcha. to make sure that you're getting a very good quality, um, you know, dehumidification system in and that's kind of the work that we do we do a lot Mm -hmm. with dehumidification and getting systems installed for people who have a problem but just controlling that humidity is going to be fantastic you know it's really going to help you stay healthier if it's one simple thing i would say could improve your health dramatically is that
0: yeah so um let's say someone is thinking oh shoot i i noticed something in the crack over there i'm thinking i might have some mold what's their next step what do they do
1: Right. Well, if you are dealing with something that's larger than 10 square feet, I usually recommend that people call a professional. Um, There's some great resources. There's a resource called ACAC.org. They have professional mold remediators, people who have licensing like I do, you know, indoor environmentalists, people are investigators. So you want to go to a qualified source. They have national representation um, and make sure that you're getting somebody who's really qualified. You can also go to the Indoor Air Quality Association, which is IAQA, um, dot org and make sure that you know just if you're going to get a professional to come in you want to make sure they're you know quality and credentialed and all
0: that's stuff super helpful stuff. yeah because yeah. I, I had wondered actually in San Diego uh, who to who to have you know go out to patients' homes so mm-hmm. I would just go on that and then I can send people from that website yep cool. and also
1: like I said you know we talked earlier um, you know we've developed test kits now so and, and this is what we use with our doctors patients is anyone can test their home now we have a mold and allergen kit we have a volatile organic kit uh, we have a formaldehyde kit. So if you want to test, you just order it, we ship it, it dropships ships to you and anybody can do the test. So it makes it really easy for people to, um, especially if they don't have a professional, some people don't have people in their location. So
0: wonderful. So they just go on one of your websites and then they can get, they can get the home testing kit.
1: Exactly. Examiner.com. Uh, it's e x a m i n. AIR so it's examine without the AIR.com. that's our okay. mold and allergen kit which is you know obviously what we're talking about molds and things like that the most prevalent and and what it does for doctors like you is we like the physicians to recommend it and then get it done for the patient and then go over it with the patient so that they you can tell what kind of environment they're living in are they cleaning well do they have a mold problem right. are you know do they have high particulate levels particulate is um a lot of combinations of you know things from car pollution to it could be animal feathers, dander, um, skin cells, cellulose, fiberglass, like all these things that basically create particulate. And when you have high levels of particulate, medical studies have shown us that it will increase disease states. So if you have the Alzheimer's gene, like for AP, the APOE gene, um, and then then you're exposed to high levels of particulate, you will grow the amyloid plaque
0: much faster and quicker because of living in a congested area. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Well, I have a nine month old baby, so we've been like crazy about keeping a clean house. So, yay! That's
1: <laughs> It'll good. Be, yeah,
0: um, so let's talk about you know, wearing shoes in your home and walking in from outside. <laughs> you don't want
1: to wear outside shoes for lots of reasons, but people
0: you know, do this. all the time. So, yeah.
1: But remember, you're walking through pesticide, you're walking through petroleum product, you're walking through, um, you know, molds, you're walking through allergens, people have cats, dogs, all of that gets trapped in your home, you know, regardless of whether you have carpet or not, you bring it in. So it's really important to have house shoes, you want outside shoes and inside shoes. And I mean, I can't stress it enough. You don't yeah. want these things trapped in your carpet. You know, we do enough to ourselves individually. We don't need to bring in the world's trash too and put it in our carpet. So. Do you
0: think that, that animals, like, do you, do you think dogs should be outside only? <laughs> I'm just curious. I, yeah. I mean, look, I, <laughs> know, I understand
1: people are pet lovers. I get all that. Because my
0: boyfriend's like that. And I'm like, heck no. I'm like, Dinah, you're sleeping next to me. You know, I mean, we're very different on that topic.
1: It's the problem is, you know, from an epidemiology standpoint, and you know, that's my background public health, right? So these animals have the ability to spread not only E. coli, but salmonella and MRSA in the paws of their feet. And and they don't have the ability to wash and clean the way we do. So unfortunately Mm. their paws get really contaminated. And there's some actually really great tools on the market. There's a copper pad that you can put underneath the dog as it sits, you know, when it eats on the bowl mm-hmm. by the bowl, and it will basically kill the bacteria in his paws. Or, right. or paws. Yeah, it's great. And I and I actually recommend it, especially if you're gonna have somebody sleep, you know, an animal sleep with you. Um, you
0: <laughs> have to watch. It. I mean, we're it's, not like spooning, but she's like right. at the foot of the bed. She's yeah. in the bed. So
1: I mean, look, lots of people sleep with their animals.
0: That's normal. <laughs> I mean, they got them cuddled in there. So I mean, we have spooned before. Let me just yeah. be honest. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the copper pad, where can they get the copper pad? Um, they, I've seen it.
1: You just, yeah, just Google it online. It, it cool. comes up and it's like a pad. And then the dogs, you know, as they stand to eat, they'll put their paws on it. So and smart. You need to, yeah. It's, it's really, I'm telling you, it's really important to, they have to be clean like us. And especially if you are immune compromised, if you yeah. have any kind of surgeries, you can't risk getting infections and, and the dogs can
0: carry that stuff. So. I can't let Kevin hear this because he's going to say, told you some <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause I'm always like, hello, dirt's not bad for you, but it is now because dirt is toxic nowadays. Right. I mean,
1: yeah, it's not the dirt. It's just, they pick up bacteria and they can't clean themselves. So, you know, it's real important to wash your dog and do the basic general maintenance. And especially if you take your dog to a real populated area where there's a lot of other dogs or you have pollution or they're walking through like, you know, just nasty streets, stuff like that. You got to wipe their
0: paws after the walk. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, What about just having like a little, a little thing at the door, like a little, you know, like bowl of water, they can just put their feet in it, kind of dry them off. Maybe something like that would be easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the copper, from what I've read, would work better because it's actually, you know, it kind of disengages the bacteria altogether. I mean, Um, like after
0: a walk, if their paws are dirty, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it might, it might, I don't know, like, I don't know that they've tested it, but I know with the copper, like literally just putting the, yeah, putting the paw right on the copper kills the bacteria. So it's kind of, I think that's an easier, you know, than getting them all wet and getting you all wet. It just seems like the copper might be easier, but for sure. I mean, anything to help clean them is you know, common sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have a kind of a random question. So let's say like my backyard, for example, I'm just gonna ask my questions because I know people will relate to them. So let's say in my my backyard um, prior to moving here, they definitely sprayed Roundup. We don't have the people do it now, but when I first moved in, the gardeners were doing it. And so Mm -hmm. they don't do any of that now. So like, what's the concern there now for having a baby?
1: yeah I mean roundup um which is glyphosate, um, yeah. we know is a is a natural um pro- is a problem that has been you know created by the um agricultural industry, and you know we there's been a lot of discrepancy about how bad it is, and mm-hmm. you know and there's been a lot of studies that show, yes, it's carcinogenic, no, it's not carcinogenic, but I always err on the side of caution and say okay let let it, let's say it is. I test homes for it, we find that people that use it you know outside. Mm-hmm it definitely shows up in your indoor air quality. We've proven that Um, Mm. we've tested filters and we've seen it come inside from people who weren't using it. So we've seen it and we, we think it was pretty much allocated to, you know, somebody using it as a neighbor. So everything we use affects other people. And um, yeah, I mean, once you stop using it, you know, there's a breakdown period where it does break down and disappear. But I mean, the fact that you stopped using is good. I don't think any residential customers should be using it. I think that it should be something that's used, you know, by the commercial industry and that, you know, it needs to be monitored. I mean, look, we, we have to be able to have crops and I get that there's always two sides to every story. And so we need to be able to, to, to make our agricultural, uh, uh you know, uh proliferate and and not have disease states that are going to prevent us from having food. And so when we use these products, I just think they should be used on a professional level and no residential homeowner should have them. That's, you know, my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree that there should be no residential homes that have them because there's, there's definitely other um, options besides that. Do you, do you have any other alternatives that you think work well?
1: Um, I, you know, I usually use on my own property, like I do the vinegar, salt and um, detergent solution. So if you go online, there's like a, a recipe where you mix together, it's got, um, salt and then deter and then vinegar and then mm-hmm. a little bit of detergent soap and you make it into a weed killer. And I think it works fantastic. Awesome. But there's so many, you know, and you can just Google it, you know, you just yeah. a natural, natural weed, weed spray, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of options, you know? So you yeah, it's
0: great it, to know that it works so well. Toxic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are What are some uh, anything else about the mold? You think? Um, no,
1: I mean, just I, you know, I recommend that everybody be testing every three years. That's important. Mm-hmm. It's one of those tests that you do need to repeat. It's not something that you, um, you know, simply do one and then you're done with it. You need to, you know, gradually always check your home and make sure that you're not getting a mold issue that you can't see behind the walls. So every three years is my recommendation for that. Okay. Um, what
0: are some other things that people need to be careful about in their homes?
1: I mean, there's so much like houses, unfortunately, are a plethora of problems. And if you don't stay on top of things, you know, it's easy to get overwhelmed. But I tell my clients, sure. like, do one test a year, you go and do your blood test, you go and do urine tests, you do all the stuff at the doctor, but you never check your environment. And it's so important. We know public health tells us that the determinants of health, one of them is environment, but yet we just kind of overlook it. And, you know, in my opinion, it's it's really a larger percentage of why we are sick than we realize. So Do one test a year. You know, one do one year. You do mold one year. You do a volatile organic test or formaldehyde test to see you know what's going on as far as your chemical load, what you're exposed to. Maybe if you have pets, you can do a protein test to see how high your proteins are and you know how much you're really exposed to. Um, The next year, you can do a water test on your home to see what's happening there. So always you know try to stay up on top of your home. Make sure you're doing the maintenance. Check your roof all the time. You know, go up and take a look and make sure there's nothing up there that you know, it's leaking, go up on a rainy day and look, you know, in your attic or space and just make sure you're not getting any infiltration of
0: water, stuff like that. It's really Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. That's, that's very, very helpful. And just put it in your calendar, you know, Yeah, first of the year. year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just do one test, you know, like, okay, it's time for me to do something for my home because Mm -hmm. we know, we're learning more and more that our environmental factors really, you know, it's, it's common sense, but we've overlooked it for so long. We know that it contributes. I mean, you know, from if you do autoimmune disease and things like that, all the, different endocrine disrupt- disruptors that are created in, you know pfoas pfos we have like semi-volatiles you know flame retardants i mean all of this stuff gets into our bloodstream and it affects us so and we don't really know you know ultimately what the end game of all of this is so that's why it's important to stay on top of it and and kind of be re- you know don't find out on the back end be proactive and find out before we know that it causes cancer or does something you know, right exactly
0: work. you know really i mean try to make your home like as much like nature, but clean as you can. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't make Mm -hmm. it this weird, like incubator that you live in that (laughs) makes all kinds of things grow. I mean, isn't indoor indoor air quality statistically oftentimes is more toxic than outdoor. Right. That's right. Right. Of course.
1: And, and a lot of it is, you know, we do this to ourselves, but look, what I like to tell people too, is you can live in a city or you can live in the country and be exposed to just as many volatiles. So people think, oh, I move out to the country, I'll be healthier, right? I'm going to have the trees and the grass, and it's going to be great. But then you have people burning wood particulate, you have people using you know, more fireplaces, you have pesticide. And so you can really create a good environment wherever you are. And yeah. every place has its own challenges. So you have to kind of, that's why you need to test to find out what you're exposed to, and then work within the parameters to fix it.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's say someone listening lives in a um, maybe a smoggy city, you know, polluted area. What, what are some precautions that they can take to be healthier?
1: Well, a, a big thing is, you know, particulate, like we talked about earlier, really, we know it increases disease states if you're prone to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they studied rats and they took um, or mice and they exposed them. They had the, the gene for Alzheimer's and then they exposed them to high levels of particulate and they grew the plaque much faster. So, you know, we know it contributes. Um, and so it's important if you live in a city like Los Angeles or New York or Philadelphia or, you know, Chicago, that you want to make sure you're using a lot of HEPA filtration. Um, I'm not a big filtration person. Cause I, I feel that people don't change the filters the way they're supposed to, you know, they'll mm. buy a purifier and let this nasty, dirty purifier sit in the corner with all the right. stuff in it and never change. It. And that's not good. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you're changing it, but, um, in cases where you are surrounded by a lot of pollution using HEPA filtration is phenomenal. And it also actually helps increase cardiovascular function uh, significantly. So you want to use the filtration to help take out that
0: particulate to help the body work better. Amazing. Well, I always say get a filter or be a filter, right? And that's (laughs) many (laughs) different ways. So um, let's say your home air filter, you know, for your, your central air or whatever, how, um, how often should that be changed? That's a good question. So people
1: should change it according to their lifestyle, meaning you want to take it out and look at it and see how dirty it is. Like you can't just say, okay, three months, change your filter because some houses need it changed after a month. Some Mm -hmm. need it changed after three months. So you need to look at it. Traffic, if you have a lot of kids, if you have a lot of pets, you're going to have to change it more frequently. And when you take it out and it's dirty and black and dusty, it needs a change. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I usually say month and a half but it can vary depending on the household. Some people need it after three weeks because they've got five kids and three pets and right. you know, they're not dusting. So it, you change it according to how dirty it is.
0: Yeah, um, any specific, there's a million on the market. So is there a certain one that you feel like is really effective?
1: Um, you know, I like the allergen one inch, you know, don't go with the, 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 thinner blue filters. Usually they're, you know, anything can go through them. They're like the ba- a basketball kind of thing. Can yeah. go through it. But, um, I like the one inch filters, um, depending, you always want to consult with your HVAC company and make sure you're putting the right filter in because sometimes they slow up your CFM or they can, you know, not your, your furnace won't work effectively. So if you go with too
0: thick of a filter, but usually typically like
1: the one inch, um, 3M filters, I like, mm-hmm. you know, the allergen filters yeah. are good.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. I have this morning routine. I'm very proud of this. So Caroline, if you knew me from back in the day, you'd be, you'd be giving me a high five on this. In the <laughs> morning, I wake up and I set up my little Roomba every, mm-hmm. every single day. So my, my <laughs> floors are getting vacuumed every day and I feel very accomplished by this.
1: <laughs> That's very good. And, and you should be vacuuming like my rule of thumb is depending on how many people you have in your house. So how many people? So is it you? It's me, and my
0: boyfriend six- and our child? And a okay, dog. So
1: there's, okay, okay. So there's four of you. So dogs count as people too. Okay. So believe, my rule of thumb, believe it or not, is you have to be vacuuming four times a week. Wow. Because of the four people that are well, there. Well, I'm an so,
0: overachiever clearly seven days.
1: Right. Wow. So though I love the, you know, as long as your Roomba is that they have a new one too, where it dumps into an actual canister. Like, so it, mm-hmm. when it pulls into the port, it yep. dumps all this
0: stuff into the self-contained canister, which yep. is amazing. It That's does that. Great.
1: Mm -hmm. Ah, you're a good girl. It's
0: awesome. It's my third one I've used. The first one, unfortunately, had found some dog poop and it like, it spread it all over the house. (laughs) That was like a nightmare. I'm sure it was a total nightmare for you, what you do. Um, second one, it just, it just got run down. So this is our third one, but we call her Rosie from like the Jetsons back in the day. That's our Rosie and she's white and she's a little bit like, we actually kind of call her like, she's like the fifth person of the family. <laughs> we oh love.
1: my God. So yeah. one more time for Rosie. No, but that's excellent. And so, you know, what I like about those systems is they're just doing it for you automatically. Right. You don't have exactly. to think about it. And so I can walk around
0: barefoot and not get anything on my feet. It's just amazing.
1: That's great. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. Good job.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. So, um, do you have a favorite way of floors being cleaned? Um, yeah.
1: Um, well, vacuuming like we Besides talked about. Is, but like yeah, yeah, that's actually huge. like
0: mopping or
1: yeah. Um, if you have hardwood or tile or, you know, um, you know, anything that's a hard surface, you know, really I'm about damp, you know, just using a damp cloth, maybe a little mild detergent, you know, like a mm-hmm. an vegetable based detergent. Nothing crazy. You can use Pretty a little true. vinegar in there if you want to. Um, but you know, I'm really against like a lot of this, like, you know, chemically laden product that you don't need it. It it does nothing to your clean, you know, people think, Oh, it's sanitizing. It's doing this. Most of the time it's just increasing your VOC load and creating a more toxic environment for you. So really go with mild things, you know, Mm -hmm. unscented kind of
0: stuff. What about laundry? Can we talk about that a little? Yeah, sure.
1: So, um, like laundry detergents, obviously all vegetable based. I don't Mm -hmm. recommend petroleum based products. Um, and you, and you want to make sure most important that your washing machines are getting up to a really high temperature. So when you're doing especially like bedding and things where, you know, you have mm. exposure to a lot of dust mites, you want to make sure that water is over 140 degrees. Mm. And unfortunately- or fortunately because of energy efficiency, they've made a lot of these units where one, they don't clean as effectively and they're made out of more plastic products, which tend to hold on to a lot of the, you know, mold and dirt and stuff like that. And then also the washing machines just don't get to the higher temperature. So you want to make sure that you're trying to, um, you test your water temperature to see where it is. And if you need it higher, then go to the water heater and turn the water heater up. You just have to be careful, like with you having kids because, you know, you don't want the kids to go into the sink and Right. hands. So True. just try to increase the temperature in your water and, and try to get it to 140 to kill the stuff in your laundry. That's,
0: That's interesting. Important. I got to check mine because whenever I change it to the bed and, the bed and bedding se- uh, setting, it's like mm-hmm. over two hours to, to do it. And I'm like, I don't want to pay for all that water or the heat. You know, <laughs> the heat. So I don't, but I, I should check. I wonder if you,
1: you have to. It's gotta be high enough to kill the mold spores and the dust mites and all the proteins and you know, you really need hot water, especially in your bedding. You know, your bedding's key. Right, so. that's true. Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Um what about cleaning baby clothes? <laughs> like dirty, like dirty diaper clothes. Yeah. Remember? So
1: keep when you do your your what I call your undergarments or anything that's mm-hmm. exposed, you know, you wanna do clean those together you know, Mm -hmm. make sure that the water's getting up to the high temperature. And usually I recommend like doing a rinse. Like if you know, you're going to do all like that kind of stuff, you know, do a rinse cycle after you do that. So you're not like, if anything gets left in there, it's not ending up in your clothing. So.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You're just a wealth of information. Did people just pick your brain all day? Does it get exhausting?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's my job. That's what I do. And I love to do it. So even though I get tired sometimes talking about it, you know, like anything you talk about, the same. but, uh, you know, it helps. It's so important. And I, I can't stress enough, like you really, if your environment's good, you're going to feel good and you don't, people don't understand it. But when I look at people who live in good environments, they're so much more healthier than people that mm. don't. And you really need to look at what's going on and what you're exposed to. And and some of it you can change and some of it you can't. Um, you know, some of it's building products, some of it's building structure, some of it's, you know, people who live close to, you know, chemical companies and things like that. There's things you can't change, yeah. but then there's a lot that you can and you need to, because it's, do you,
0: fun. do you get into, um, with people like anything about EMFs or wireless or all that? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Okay. Yeah. I have
1: an EMF specialist that I refer out, um, okay. you know, when my client, when I think something is an EMF issue and you know, there's a lot, we have a lot, you know, we're creating so much more EMF in the environment um, just in general, because of everything we're using, right? Like, and so that radiation kind of goes into the ground and then you end up getting radio frequency and things that emit out of the ground. So even if you're not using something and there's something around you, it'll actually come up through the ground. And I I learned that from a lot of the professionals that I work with, you know, in the EMF industry. So we're all one, you know, everything that you do or I do, we all affect each other. And I try to explain Mm -hmm. to people that this has to be a communal process. Like, We all have to realize if one person uses pesticide, it's not just staying on their lawn. It's affecting other people right next door. If you use a lot of EMFs or your neighbor is connected to you on the line of electrical and they're using a lot of EMF, that travels down the line and actually affects your environment too. So we're all interconnected and we have to really focus on trying as a society, I think, to, to, you know start living better in general.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I did all this effort to, And I took wireless out of the house. We don't have it at all. We just use like the hard wire. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's like pretty inconvenient at times, but it's also like, I just love it. I feel like it, it the benefits are worth it. But then with 5g coming, I'm like, I don't even know.
1: Yeah. Because and just, um, yeah. also with what you're doing too, like if people do have to use wifi, like, you know, I have to, obviously, I mean, I run a company, so I've, I've got to be using wifi all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, put it on a timer. So like, you know, the little light timer. So we have our Wi-Fi hooked up to a timer and it'll just automatically shut off and turn on whenever we need it. That's so, awesome. you know, it, it's on a system. So at least give yourself a break, you know, if you're right. gonna, you have it in the house or whatever, at least know, when
0: you're happens. sleeping, I mean, yeah. I have patients, they're like, oh my gosh, ever since I've turned wifi off at night, I'm finally sleeping through the night. Wild. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we talked about mall. We talked about walking in from outside with your shoes on, the dogs, laundry. What are some other common things to keep in mind with the home? Um,
1: you know, there's so much water testing is really important. You know, yeah. you want to try to do your water tests like every three years. And that doesn't matter whether you have public water or you have um, a well. You know, you need to be testing it because what leaves the plant is not necessarily what you end up with. The right. piping gets old. We saw that in Flint, Michigan. We've seen that in schools around the country where, you know, there's been lead problems. So it's really important to test water. Your skin's your largest bodily organ. You're showering in it. You don't have to drink it. You get it directly from the shower. So, you know, 80% of it comes in through your skin, believe it or not. Your your body, when you drink it, actually has the, I guess, a mechanism to absorb less and get rid of toxins. But, you know, as it comes in through your skin and you shower in it, it's much more. you're much more more affected by it. So it's mm-hmm. important to test your water and know what's in it. And if you need appropriate filtration, then you get it.
0: So what do you think is the ideal way to get just super clean shower water? Like what can people actually do to have awesome shower water?
1: I mean, I think a lot of the, at least go with an on, um, you know, a shower head, there's a company called, um, Oh God escaping me now. I have to look it up. They're out in the wash in Oregon, but they make a great shower filter. I'll look it up for you when I'm mm, okay. but they, um, there's really good shower filters that remove the chlorination. You can remove a lot Ooh. of the you know, stuff out of it. So, um, I think we have know, an Aqua
0: sauna think- one, but I'd be curious if there's one yeah. that removes the floor the, the chloride, I don't think they do.
1: Yeah. You want to remove the, the chlorine and also, so how water works is when they treat you, You have chlorination okay which is when the cancer report went to the president of the united states it was 2009 they put doctors on it and said okay what causes cancer and so they looked at it and chlorination byproduct was one of the things and so as chlorine is your water's treated and it travels down the line that comes to your house and then it gets to lauren's house and it says oh okay um, depending on how close or far away you are from the plant and things like that, it affects the chlorination byproduct. So you get more of this chlorination byproduct, which is car- carcinogenic. So it's real important to test your water so you know how much chlorination byproduct you have, how much chlorine you have, how much you're exposed to. Um, and then you can, you know, get a system depending on, you know, what, what it has. Some people don't have a lot of chlorination byproduct just by, you know, freak of nature. They just don't have it.
0: But some yeah. people have a lot. So, um, so it depends, you need to see what's going on with your water to know what kind of filtration you need.
1: Exactly. Cause not yeah. all treatment is designed for, you know, the same is designed the same way. You know, some things you want to take out arsenic. Some people want to take out lead. Some people want to do an RO system. Some people have PFOAs or they're around industry. So that's in the water. Um, and, you know, the government allows a certain amount of things, but that doesn't mean you want that in your water. Like arsenic is a perfect example. I mean, it's carcinogenic. So to me, I don't want to see any arsenic in your water, but the government will say, okay, well, you could have, you know, five parts per million or whatever. Right. So, um, you know, you have to keep that in mind too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Did
0: you find the shower filter yet?
1: I'm looking. I okay. think it's Pro Pure USA. Hold on. I'm just okay. checking it. But um, this is a. I love their filters. I mean, they have some really, really great stuff, and um, I I got their shower filter, which I was like totally impressed. And oh, I'm not easily I need a new one. So let's yeah, we <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let impressed Caroline. Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, go oh, guys. Like, and and basically, they they have a water filter, which is sort of like. Um, you could take it outside and put actual like brook water or lake water or something in it and it will purify it. It takes a long time. Like it has this drip process, but it just fascinates cool. me that you actually have really good water, you know? So, yeah,
0: totally. So let's say, you know, someone's like, okay, I I'm sure I have the most toxic water ever. I just want like the best way to have clean water. What, what would you tell them?
1: Well, usually at that point, you know, you go with like a reverse osmosis system, a whole right. house system,
0: yeah.
1: um, because, you know, you're, you're showering in it and you're using it. And, y- you know, the only way to really do that is to go with an RO system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the, um, and, and there may be other technologies like, you know, out there, I'm not a treatment, you know, I don't do treatment, but right. I recommend things to you, but you definitely, you want to test it first to see, cause you may not even need it treated. It all depends on how good it is. And this is the website for people. So it's dot Cool. Great. They have great water pitchers. I love their filter pitcher. It's amazing. It's not expensive. Ooh. It's like 70 bucks, 69 bucks. Um, and it's so fascinating. You can get, you can also infuse water into it if you want to do like, you know, like infuse fruit or something like that. I love that. And they're, I'm telling you get their shower filter. It is amazing. And it gets, puts out like good pressure. Some of the filters, like when you filter yeah. the pressure kind of dwindles down. There's is like phenomenal. Like it's like, it's like so great because I like a pressured shower, so it's
0: for nice. sure. No, it's great. That's like so the water pitcher would be a good alternative to Brita water filter. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. Right? Like it's like you know Brita <laughs> just takes out like kind of freshens your flavor. This is actually <laughs> <laughs> this That's, thing is like you could go through a nuclear disaster and then use it. It's really I mean this company's their story is fascinating and the really? products they have, but their shower filter is awesome. Okay, cool.
0: i might have to reach out to them and have them on the show just to talk about their shower filter. Um, oh yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I love this. Well, I mean, you know, I could talk about this all day, obviously. But um, what, what's something that you're really like geeking out on or kind of like on the forefront of things in your industry, I guess?
1: Um, well, I mean, we've technology wise, we've created like the most amazing test kits. Like, I mean, we just redid our whole mold and allergen kit. Mm-hmm. And what's neat is that you can like go online, order this kit, get it, sample your air. And like take three samples inside the house, one sample outside, and we know like so much about your house. Like oh. your dander accounts, your what you're exposed to, your particulate, like, you know, do you, are you exposed to like soot, ash, all kinds of, you know, and from in, from being in California, you know, when there's storm, you know, when you have the fires and stuff like that, right, it's great. True. We could help if people have mold, if they have toxic mold. So
0: oh I've gosh. really
1: um, gone really kind of geeky on, you know, technology and being able to <laughs> test, you know, have people be, because I want them to do it economically. You know, when you have someone out, it's always more expensive for you because the in- inspector has to come out and that doesn't minimize the inspector because I am one. I mean, so right. you want that, but I want everybody testing. I want everybody incorporating environmental health into their medical protocol. So whatever capacity you can do that in, you know, I support that hundred percent.
0: Totally. So is this something that doctors like have the kits at their office?
1: Um, most of the time they order from us and we drop ship to them. So cool. like, so say you have a client and you say, okay, Mr. Smith, we want you to test, you know, they call, they order the kit, we drop ship it to them, they do the kit. And then we send you the results to go over with them and to kind yeah. of look at the environmental piece. And obviously if they need us, you, they contact us and talk to us about stuff. But, um, it's, um, yeah, I mean, we do all kinds of testing and it's just amazing. You know, people really need to, if you're not feeling well, if you're not sure what's causing symptoms and you're just kind of like up in the air about, you know, what's going on with you, you need to look at your environment without a doubt. Yeah. At least start, you know, one thing a year and start looking at what's going on.
0: Well, this is very handy because up until now, I mean, I would, I would send people to Home Depot and just get like a home testing, you know, mold thing. But I mean, this, this sounds like it's, it's a lot more thorough.
1: Yeah. This is more like a, an actual professional test, but I I don't want to minimize, um, you know, and the people say, well, you know, it's competition for you. I don't care. I mean, I really want people to test. So if someone can only afford to do a Petri dish test and that's what they can afford, but at least it's going to give them some information, I mean, we know it's not going to be the most accurate, obviously, but you know what, it, I, just start there, wherever no. you can start to kind of analyze it. And then you can always work your way up right. or save some money yes. or whatever, start you know,
0: taking your shoes off at the door and putting on some mm-hmm. shoes, start with using a little Roomba or, you know, just little by little don't, it's like drinking from a fire hose. So just take some sips to start. That's it. You don't
1: want to overwhelm yourself. And I always back people up and I'm like, calm down. You don't have to like move out of my house. I have mold. And I'm like, right. that's not true. I'm like, every house has mold. That's not what we're looking at. We're looking at people who have extensive high levels and, and, you know, situations where you've had a lot of water exposure or you haven't updated your house and, you know, don't freak, just start looking at it and say, what's really out of kilter here and what can we fix? And that's when people start to get better and they start to actually make improvements and see
0: results and they're like, wow, this works, you know? Exactly. And just because you have some mold doesn't mean it's toxic mold necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, chill out. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Any other parting, parting thoughts, things that you know, wanna leave, leave with our audience?
1: I mean, just really, if you are having symptoms, you know, nondescript things, stuffy nose, headaches all the time, all that stuff, you know, go to your physician and talk to them about investigating an environmental piece as to what's going on in your house, whether that's water, you know, whether it's mold, radon, lead, you know, there's so many things that you need to just keep checking on. So do one test a year, you know, mold allergens, VOCs, formaldehyde, you know, whatever you think it is, start looking into it.
0: Mm hmm
1: and have them listen to this
0: interview so yeah, they can learn exactly.
1: too. That's easy. So now I can just send them to your website and I could say, okay, I don't have to talk now. You can just go, go
0: to. Officially. Exactly. <laughs> this is kind of why I do the show. Cause I'm like, just listen to this episode, right? On, no, on all it's kinds just, of things. Yeah, that's smart. It's very smart. It's true. Cause it's not just one answer. It's like, it's a whole world, but once you get it all cleaned up, it makes a massive difference in, in how you feel. And I've seen that many times in my practice too. So yeah, very, definitely. very helpful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really oh, thank you. you, taking thank you the time. I know you've done a ton of interviews, but I mean, it's such a, it is such a contribution to so I mean really this planet like you sharing this information is going to help us to be healthier because everything moving forward is moving at such a fast pace right so we want to be yeah. able to do this in a healthy way and it really starts in the home. So Exactly. Exactly. Your, your expertise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.